Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Preview Day at the 2023 British Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and this week Red Bull Racing is gunning for history as the first team to equal McLaren's formidable 1988 record of 11 straight victories. But it's at a track that hasn't always been kind to Milton Keynes. RBR has just one win in the last decade and four wins ever at Silverstone. That's the history it'll have to overcome if it's to make some history of its own. The battle for best of the rest, and for any scraps that come their way, is poised between the improving but cautious Ferrari, the upgraded Mercedes, and the consistent Aston Martin, and it's difficult to know which way things will go at this super-fast circuit. But the forecasts for action on track took a back seat in Silverstone on Thursday thanks to the arrival of a film crew shooting the Lewis Hamilton-produced Brad Pitt starring F1 movie, even if they're blending in pretty well with the other teams. For more on all the action on the ground at the British Grand Prix, including more speculation about Max Verstappen's future in Formula 1, let's hear now from your host, Chris Medlin. Hello everyone, Chris Medlin back with you to preview the British Grand Prix weekend, although I won't talk too much about the Grand Prix itself in today's episode, and that's because we had the crew for the Formula One film at the track today. Now, there's still no name for the film itself, so I can't give you that, but there were some details that we got to see and got to look at and got to learn uh, in the build-up to this weekend and certainly today at the circuit. So the Apple Studios uh, produced film. Jerry Bruckheimer and Chad Oman are doing the producing with Joe Kaczynski directing. Now we're looking at a kind of history list with those guys of things like Top Gun Maverick so some very cool live action films they've done. Uh, Brad Pitt starring in it as Sonny Hayes and Damson Idris as his teammate Joshua Pierce. Those two names were above a garage in the pit lane. Now the team is called Apex Grand Prix or Apex GP and it's stylized so APX GP and there was a whole team just there. There were 11 Formula 1 teams at the track today. It was quite bizarre, really. The team's garage is between Ferrari and Mercedes, and there's quite an interesting moment when a number of the uh, pit crew for the Apex GP team, who are obviously all actors and extras, were waiting around to do some rehearsing, and they were watching Ferrari do their practice pit stops and were kind of blown away by it, which was cool because they were fascinated by real F1 happening right outside their window, and we were fascinated by watching them uh, working away in their garage. But there's also a hospitality unit in the paddock that we got to see, and loads of team members milling around. Uh, look a bit like the Mercedes team in terms of what they're wearing, uh, their team kit, and some of the sponsors on it. So they actually blend in very well. You kind of don't realize that they're there, and you're walking in amongst them, and you think you're walking around with Mercedes team members going past you, and it turns out it's Apex GP. So uh, very cool there's a little bit of filming going on not a huge amount but uh, just some was going on in terms of in the paddock and in the pit lane understand that there'll be more of that as the weekend progresses and I'll try not to give you a blow-by-blow blow of every scene or anything like that one because 
I'm not allowed to. Uh, Formula One are very keen to make sure that uh, the storyline and the plot and certain scenes stay under wraps. Uh, but two, I won't understand what's going on for half of it. And plenty is going to be going on when we don't see. What we did see today, though, was the car running on track. So uh, what's happened is the film producers have created these uh, amazing looking Formula One cars that are actually Formula Two cars that have been adapted with help from Carlin the uh, junior category uh, team and also from Mercedes. So they've all worked together and it's meant they can integrate some cameras in there and get some really great footage. And they ran two of the cars together out on track uh, during a period today. So that will happen a lot during the weekend. There's a number of slots over the weekend for them to run cars on track to get footage and to do some filming. Uh, and they went side by side uh, through Cops and through Stowe, which was very, very cool. High speed corners, two cars going side by side at, at decent speed. I mean, they're not flat out like an F1 car would be, but they're certainly not slow. So uh, yeah, very cool to see. And there's gonna be plenty more of that as the weekend goes on. Now, something else that was really a talking point during today had nothing to do with the racing once again, actually. It was fears of a protest, uh, like we saw last year at this race, when Just Stop Oil protesters got onto the track at the start of the race, actually, after the lights went out. And fortunately, the race was red flagged in a strange way uh, because of the crash for Guan Yu Zhou, but also, I think, because race control had seen that the uh, barriers had been breached and some protesters were on the circuit. It could have been really, really dangerous if we were at racing speeds at that point. So... There's a lot of talk around it because not only have we got last year's example to kind of worry about, but there's been a lot of incidents at UK sporting events over this summer uh, and earlier this year. Not that long ago, uh, there was an incident at the snooker where a protester sat on the tables and threw a load of orange powder everywhere to disrupt it. Uh, but much more recently, we've had them at Wimbledon this week. Uh, getting onto courts and, and uh, disrupting games there on multiple occasions and also protesters at the Ashes Test at Lords last week at the very start if anyone uh, follows their cricket uh, not here to talk about how England are being beaten by Australia but at the end of the first over I think it was that early the protesters got onto the pitch uh, and had to be uh, carried off one of them by one of the players so uh, it's a bit of a concern because obviously running onto a cricket field is far less dangerous than running onto a live racetrack at the start of a Grand Prix now, the drivers were asked about it. Lewis Hamilton, again, someone who spoke very well, actually, about the film stuff, as he's a producer on it earlier, that I was talking about earlier on. Uh, he was speaking about how he supports the cause uh, and supports a peaceful protest. But he says that the protesters need to look at what Formula One and Mercedes are doing right now in terms of the right things when it comes to the climate crisis, moving towards a more sustainable future, the carbon net zero aim for 2030, the fully sustainable fuels that they want to have moving forward. So all of these details are things that they think means they align with what these protesters are actually asking for. And perhaps it's it's the wrong target uh, to be quite so heavily targeting it anyway. Uh, George Russell was a little more firm with what he said because he was saying it's, it, to directly quote him, irresponsible and dangerous for the protesters, but also the drivers, which is a very fair point. It was something Lando Norris actually said earlier this week. Uh, as McLaren were unveiling their new livery that they'll use this weekend. They've got a throwback chrome livery. And when that was launched at the McLaren Technology Centre in Woking, Lando said, if we have an incident, not only is it obviously going to be horrific for anyone who's involved in that in terms of a protester or, a, or someone who's on the track, but also it's going to be terrible for the driver involved as well. Uh, not only are they going to be at risk, but uh, psychologically too. So uh, the driver's really concerned about it. And Alex Albon was saying that it is highly likely that we do get a protest. So they're hoping the FIA and Formula One work together with the drivers to kind of let them know what's expected and, and maybe what they can be doing. 
as Silverstone goes to try and mitigate the risk. They've added a number more stewards. There's going to be more severe bag searching. There's going to be facial recognition on entry, looking for, for known people uh, that they don't want to let in on that front. Uh, they're trying really hard to prevent it, deploying more police, plainclothes police officers as well in amongst the crowd. So fingers crossed, this is the only time I mention it, but we'll see by the time we get to the end of Sunday. Now, something else that really did get my attention today in terms of drivers and their opinions was Max Verstappen talking about the future direction of Formula One. Uh, Max has quite often been a bit vocal about certain changes that he doesn't like and the way things are going. But the big one was about the 2026 power units, which, as I was saying, was kind of being mentioned in a positive light by Lewis Hamilton earlier on in terms of how it shows Formula One's heading in the right direction. And yes, from an environmental point of view, it may well be. But Max Verstappen is actually worried that the move to more electrical power and the fully sustainable fuel has led to an engine formula that's going to have a very, very strange way of driving. Uh, and basically Verstappen thinks it's the wrong direction for F1 to be heading in in terms of the sporting spectacle in terms of the way that a driver will have to put inputs into the car use the throttle use the brake uh, even the steering inputs and the way the cars looked because there's active aerodynamics as well that are going to be introduced in 2026 as it stands that he doesn't like and he says that none of the other drivers really seem to know how weird it will be as it stands uh, he said he has mentioned it to them but uh, being part of Red Bull, where Red Bull powertrains are working on the 2026 car already uh, and becoming a fully-fledged power unit manufacturer, he's kind of been a bit closer to that. So he wants to see changes. Max also reacted to the calendar for 2024, which has 24 races on it, and said that's too many uh, in his view. And, and he understands why it's been done. He thinks the order is maybe a little bit better overall but uh, that it's too many races. And when you add that all to the fact that he doesn't like sprint races either, he's really not a fan of that concept. He prefers the original flow of a Grand Prix weekend and the importance that it puts on the Sunday race. It all adds up to a few areas where Max is not happy and his contract isn't up until 2028, but he does say that he's analyzing his long-term future in the sport kind of beyond that point and that things need to kind of come together for him to make his mind up to stay longer or not. If I quote him, he said, but these things are definitely not helping, that's for sure. So just a hint there, and it is a long way off from him having to make any decision on his future. We're talking five years in the future, but it does feel like a real possibility that Verstappen could leave F1 not long after he turns 30. Okay, so you want to actually know what might happen this weekend at Silverstone in terms of the Formula One on track. Fine. Red Bull will be strong can't hide that one we know that but it's all about the battle behind now Fernando Alonso spoke about that fight for best of the rest and pointed out that in Spain it was Mercedes leading the way then Canada was Aston Martin much closer and in Austria we had Ferraris leading the chasing pack close between them all and they're all trying to be that leading contender to Red Bull now Aston has a bit of work to do to understand what didn't work in Austria uh, and it wasn't really great in Spain either which is a comparable track to Silverstone the high-speed corners of Barcelona so it could be a tougher weekend than for the other two teams because Ferrari does look to have made some progress recently in back-to-back -back races in Canada and Austria uh, with an upgraded car but Charles Leclerc thinks this race will expose its weaknesses a bit more so he's kind of unsure where they're going to sit heading into this weekend and then Mercedes has a new front wing as it looks to introduce some upgrades. Toto Wolff had said ahead of this weekend that there would be bigger upgrades coming and some new solutions to try, but kind of putting a bigger emphasis on that after Canada than he was after Austria. So almost seems to be dampening expectations slightly. And Lewis Hamilton agreed with that, just saying it's just the next step. It's a small step trying to go in the right direction. 
But what will be encouraging for Mercedes is that that was a car that was very strong in Barcelona. So that bodes well for this weekend at Silverstone. Right now, if I had to sort of put money on it, I think Mercedes most likely to be closest to Red Bull out of those teams. But then we've got the curveball of McLaren, who, after such a strong showing in Austria with a majorly updated car, uh, a majorly updated car that will be available to both drivers this weekend, I must add. Oscar Piastri did not have that in Austria, but does this weekend, joining Lando Norris with the upgraded car. Norris might actually get a few more new parts as they come online too, because it's a three-race development spell that they're going through right now. So as parts become available, they get them on the cars as quickly as possible. Norris gets them first as the lead driver in the championship. Uh, but it means that the team have got their set their sights set on Alpine in the Constructors' Championship, but also disrupting the top four at some races, and maybe could do that here. Not always been a strong location for McLaren, but they do think they have a good car in high-speed corners, and there's plenty of those. So it remains to be seen if they're quite as strong as Austria. I'd be very surprised, because that's a track that really suits the car and suits Norris. But I think they could be kind of a, a wild card to get into that fight and add in a new slick tyre construction from Pirelli. I know it's thrilling, but it is a change that Pirelli felt they needed to make because the cars were so fast this year. They've seen a rapid rate of development. So there's a lot for the teams to go through on Friday. And I'll be back with another episode tomorrow to see how things are shaking out after practice. Thanks very much to Chris, who's on the ground all weekend in Silverstone and probably immortalised now in the background of a Brad Pitt movie. Make sure you don't miss an update from the British Grand Prix paddock by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, you can check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with the goings-on between episodes by following Chris on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.